Welcome back to Final Sector, guys. We are debriefing the Canadian Grand Prix. It was uh, it was an interesting weekend, a fascinating weekend. Uh, lots of weather around, uh, particularly on that Saturday, uh, which made it really, really exciting. We've had quite a few exciting qualifyings recently, which is uh, it's been really nice to have. Uh, and another, I think. I think exciting race. I don't know what your thoughts yes. are on it, your initial thoughts, but yeah. I was going to say, it's been like the last few we've had and almost they're getting mm. better by better. Even if we don't have a direct lead a fight at the front, yeah. kind of everything else going on um, has been really interesting. So again, a race where I really couldn't really sit still. There's always something to, 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 to look at and... Hmm. even the commentators said at one point they were like this is so good and we're not even halfway through the race and i was like it feels like <laughs> yep. i'm watching this for hours and it yep. was like halfway yep. through i'm like this is a, this is good so yep. i had a great time it was, yeah it was great Perfect. well before we get into that i just want to remind people that uh if you do prefer if you're watching on youtube and you do prefer to to listen uh on things like spotify and apple podcasts we are on there and probably other places as well that i've forgotten that we've uh <laughs> yeah. Who knows let, where us, we are. let us know but we won't see the comments if you're commenting on other, those other places but uh <laughs> maybe leave it at our youtube or something to come to that but uh yeah you can listen on that um i know i've got a few people that do that and they they like doing that and they say it's yep. good so yeah do that if you want uh the other thing i wanted to mention it's a little bit early for this but i'm going to start doing it now uh mid-season break we're going to be doing a podcast uh we want to sort of cover a lot of general topics rather than like race by race things um so if you have any general f1 questions or general things you want us to talk about leave them in the comments wherever you're listening or watching and uh yeah we'll get to that uh after the which grand prix is it after belgium belgium i think it's after sparks that's normally yes. the first one back but now they're saying remember that happens before the break yes so i Almost certain it's going to be Belgium. So. Perfect. Yeah, so you got got a bit of time. I think that's a few races away. So, yeah, leave, mm. leave your comments, and uh, we'll, we'll see if we can fit it into that episode. But uh, let's talk about Canada. Uh, let's get the obvious one out of the way. The point I've got here is that um, Max cruises, Perez falters. Once again, seeming to be a, a, a growing... Yeah, okay. Kind of a growing trend that's happened the last kind of few races. You know, we, we thought Perez was... Uh, he started the season very competitive near Max, but it just kind of feels like he's dropping off a bit. I don't know if it's maybe it's him dropping off or maybe Max is just sort of flying ahead um, as he's getting more comfortable with the car. But uh, yeah, I've... I don't even know if dropping is the operative word to use. I think he was dropping the last few weekends. I think mm. now he has dropped. It's almost like it's mm, okay. not that it's dropping unless you yeah. consider him going backwards even further than he are, then you could say he's still dropping. I suppose so. It's a fair I know point. some people are still going, look, he just needs to get that spark back or whatever. Even mm. myself, you know, being a fan of his, it's still just like it's like it's yeah. just and okay. I did like, I did, I did predict it for last this, years. I did predict it for this race for him to get that spark back and he kinda didn't. He just did yes. he did a very yes, si- he, did. he did a very similar thing to what he did last race where he didn't make it out of Q one, uh, Q two rather. Uh, couldn't fight his, yeah. couldn't fight his way back through the field. Even though what he was on, I would arguably say the better strategy. I think initially he was on the one stopper, uh, and I think until he pit that got that free second pit stop for the fastest lap. Um, everyone I saw that did a one stop had made made gains you know you had the ferraris and you had bottas who all three of them made gains by doing a one stop and then perez obviously did as well but he he couldn't fight through the field he didn't have the pace of max again um 
and I, I feel like it's just kind of a a growing theme that uh, I, I feel like it, if if he doesn't do something very soon, it's just going to keep yes. happening. So, um, but yeah, obviously Max cruising to another victory. Was there ever any doubt? Well, it's interesting you say cruising. I think one element I was going to note, um, which has often come up in the past, which is where when there's a weekend that's straightforward or the car is quite easy to set up and to get in with it, that seems to be when Checo is most comfortable. In this weekend, notably, um, the car was still fine, but I wouldn't necessarily say it was in the best shape it mm. was. Um, it was interesting listening to some analysis from the race, and they were saying that this race was different in that majority of races so far has been about, you know, you get the tyres up to heat quite quickly, and then you're trying to manage that heat as you go. This is brake well, temperature here, related. Yeah, well, here, almost everyone was struggling to get the tyres up to temperature. So they really well, had to yeah. push things to the limit to keep the grip up. Mm. And that's so we saw a few things like brake issues and that pop up because you sure. really had to stamp on the brakes hard and be hard on the car. And Red Bull, they said, were struggling a little with that. Now, I don't want to say that as in saying, oh, the only reason that Red Bull maybe weren't as cruisy ahead of everyone else was because of these issues. Because even as you know from Alonso, he was having to lift and coast and manage all sorts and still keeping pretty good pace, right? So and, I'm not saying... And Max did yeah, have a bird in his brake duct. He did. Found, they so. did apparently say that it didn't matter, but he did have a... Yes, he did hit a bird. That wasn't just a guess from him. He did yes. unfortunately hit a bird. Yes, um, I saw the graphic photo. Mom- <laughs> yes, I, I avoided it. I saw a post that uh, yep. talk about it and I avoided yep. it. Um, but I was more saying in these weekends where the car does seem a little on edge, it's not straightforward, which mm. is where Max just gets on with it and finds out how to do what he needs to do. Checo doesn't have that. That's when he gets stuck in the traffic. That's when he, mm. even when, as you say, he's dealt the right cards and the strategy, especially if his thing is being able to manage tyres well. You can you would yeah. consider that if this one stop is an option, he'll probably be the best out of anyone on the grid on it, right? Um, so there's no really no, no excuse there for him to not clean through but as we say in a car that might be a bit more difficult to drive in a red bull that's never been checker's favorite then mm. he's just doesn't he just doesn't get there you know and even afterwards everyone's like well he did okay considering it a b and c but then you go yeah but, but again I'd... another race that if max started yeah. from there he would have won by yes. a mile 100 percent. it's yeah. same three weekends in a row yeah. so i've kind of just you know not given up hope but it's just like any you know mm. any, any danger years, it was like yeah. it was better than this this is just like Jesus Christ, like, yep. okay, this is really, you know, mm. going nowhere. Yep. So, yep. at least we have others, like, as you say, Alonso and Hamilton and that, which were, uh, you know, keep keeping him on his toes, and he very easily could have made an error. A lot of drivers out there making errors, jumping over curbs, good drivers as well, right? And mm. uh, Max managed to keep it together, but... He, he it wasn't necessarily a, a sun you know a Sunday drive I'd say mm. as it has been traditionally. Yeah, well, so. yeah, I, I think you alluded to that Max obviously going over that that curb and nearly bending into the same wall that Russell went into himself yes. late in the race, uh, and that's a, probably a, a very slight, very very slight lapse in concentration, and that's all it takes sometimes. And he was yeah. lucky to catch it, uh, whereas uh, obviously Russell didn't. Uh, I guess we Russell can... didn't, and yeah, yeah, and I mean even. There were other drivers hitting all sorts of walls. We even saw Alonso very early on had quite a whack yeah, as well, showing yeah. how much he was he was pushing too. So as you say, it was difficult out there. Some people, I guess, you know, that could be another thing Checo did. They were just reining it back a little. You might get a bit of vibe from the Ferraris as well. Maybe they're reining it back a little, a little off the edge to be safer. But ultimately, that's why we had the three guys out in front, which all seemed to be the most on the edge in different machinery with everyone mm. else, you know, in that, in that top kind of fight, maybe not pushing to that limit. So... Um, it was interesting, yeah. That that point of view was it was it was um, I don't know. 
a good weekend if you're a proper driver to actually, you know, show your skills and if you, you know, push yeah. it over the edge a bit, as you said, Al Russell, very easy just to throw it all away. So yeah. I know they were talking about on commentary about how like um it didn't it didn't seem like, but they were talking about how like it looked like Russell was fighting to keep on the back of the trio that's streaming ahead. And I'm just like, yes. oh, I don't know. I feel like he just has the, pa- I feel like he's just sort of, he got the pace, you know, he's just fast enough. And then yes. he bends it into the wall and it's like, okay, know, maybe he was showing how hard he was pushing. Mobby yeah. was pushing a bit hard. So, yeah. um, I, I mean, even on that, like the fact that he managed to limp it back and then get back out and continue for as long as he did yes. and make his way considerably up the field before uh, he had his, his issues that unfortunately retired yep. him from the race. Um, he had serious pace, at least in that that uh, that part of it. Yeah, the bit between his teeth for sure. Yeah. yeah, whether or not that, you know, because he was pushing so hard um, is, is what maybe made his failures a bit worse as well it's hard to say Um, well at that point it's saying he's trying to get back to get a point right in a season where retirements haven't been that common Mm. so he's kind of just like gotta gotta do or die um yeah yeah so he did well to his credit as much as he could um but yeah but Mm. uh, we haven't even touched on of course you know i mean there's there's parts of these elements we may save for our you know favorite favorite segment if we want to Um, yeah (laughs) but of course, um, although Max did start from the front and kind of lead from the front in mm. a vacuum, um, we had, as you say, a, a crazy weather leading up and especially into quali, which was yep. um, another real mind bender for, for, for all drivers and really a chance for some to, you know, stretch their legs and show their prowess, but also for a few to, you know, stuff it up both team and, and mm. driver-wise and managing, you know, traffic here has always been tricky considering that last chicane, the straight up to it, cars approach very quickly um, and you... If you're prepping for a lap, you're very slow through there, but it's a very fast kind of final chicane area. It's weird yep. in a way where, you know, you think of places like... Um, oh, I'm not going to think of a good example now. Um, <laughs> even like Australia, where kind of out of the second last corner, you're not really going to be backing up in that last corner because you really should be at full speed there. Yeah. This is kind of a corner where when you're attacking it, you want to be at full speed, but you can kind of like launch it off the first curve and still get enough speed to make it worth it. Mm. So you get a lot of instances with cars trying to throw it in there and like two or three cars in the middle. And as we saw, you know, especially with uh, with signs and with Gasly and all that, it, it gets very close to being very bad. It's often one of the, the worst places you see for it. Um, yep. So not only did you have to, you know, try and your team had to put you in a good space to try and avoid a scenario like that, but you had to put the lap together. You had to have your wits about you. You had to um, put the right tire also, on at the right time as yes, well. Yes, that was another thing. Yes, yeah. which caused a lot of people to, um, mm-hmm. to, to you know, be higher than, you know, than they might have been or lower. Or even if you're out there on, you know... Um, we should give credits to Albon here, right? They, yeah. they put him out early and he they put stuck him out. it out there. And He was the only driver in Q2 that went out on the dry tyre. He was the yes. only driver that went out on yes. the soft. Everyone else went out on the intermediate. And I, I was looking at that thinking, this is, that's a risky move. And it turns out yes. he did one lap risky and he was move, like, but well, he was three and a half seconds behind yes. like everyone's delta on that first lap. I'm just like, oh, this is the wrong move. And then the next yes. lap he goes fastest. It's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. He's found the crossover window. Absolutely. They realized perfectly. he needed that, yeah, yeah that, that few laps of heat. And then there yeah. was that weird window where people were trying to get it on the way when the rain was just starting. And mm. it's like, oh, maybe you can get a lap in, but actually that lap really matters. And what was nice for Albon was he was almost had like a, a free pass because yes. he took that risk. He had to keep it on the track and mm. with people, 
you know, going around in the inters or, or kind of dawdling around thinking what they were going to do. Yep. The track wasn't drying super quickly, so he kind of still had tricky conditions to start with. Mm. Um, but yeah, full credit to him and Williams on the game, on the ball, saying get 100%, out there. And, um, yep. And, and he deserved that. And then you're right, we had this crossover where some people were kind of going around the radio like, what are we doing? Are we changing? Is there rain? And then... Um, my yeah, fa- it was uh, my favourite radio call, which I think I mentioned in the in the uh, the chat, when I was chatting yeah, with you, yeah. was the uh, the Leclerc one. And he was one of the first people to be like, uh, should we should we go onto the slicks? I think he was yes. like the second radio message we called after Norris. Norris and Piastri ended up did going onto the slicks, but uh, mm-hmm. they had... Yeah, Leclerc on the radio is like, I do you think we should go on the slicks? Is like, uh, Max stayed out. And it's like, okay, but okay, <laughs> sure. Do we have to do everything that Max does, or can we? Yes. Can we trust what the drivers are seeing and the fact yeah. that you know other drivers are going out there on the softs and, um, yeah, I that was a straight. I mean, it's a Ferrari radio message, a Ferrari uh, tactical radio message. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, other drivers didn't get, you know, we had uh, Perez, uh, obviously he, you know, one of the reasons why he didn't do so well in the race is because he started back, didn't do a fast lap on the slicks when he was out there, and by the time he went back out there, it was raining too heavy, had to go on the inters, uh, because the slicks were just not going to do you anything anymore. Yes, and the big thing was they did have a kind of banker-ish lap on Mm -hmm. early on, which still could have been enough to get through, but he botched that entirely so it was mm. just like well then yep. he was kind of just on his back foot and he just couldn't get it together which again you would say yes he was on a back foot in an unfavorable position but if max was on that same thing he mm. probably would have just made it anyway because yep. that card should be able to make it right so yeah it yes it makes it harder but that's when you're supposed to you know shine mm. as a driver and go bollocks i'm gonna get it done anyway yeah yeah so, so it's yeah i think all the drivers that you see you know that kind of made it through uh, particularly in that Q2 were the ones that went onto the slicks early. If you weren't on the yep. slicks, you know, I think I made a note that, um, you know, even though Albon wasn't quick on that first lap, I did see, I think it was Norris and Max both went into the pits for, and they yes. came out on the softs and that sort of started the chain reaction. And I think if you were any later than kind of that lap, maybe the lap after, because I know they, um, uh, drivers like Leclerc were told to stay out and do a lap on the inters they were on, just get a lap in. Turns out, yes. no, you needed to come into the pit because that if you didn't get a lap on the softs, you were not making it out of Q2. So yes. Um, yes. it was it was fascinating, that qualifying. And then obviously you come to Q3, um, and because it's just rained, it's now just straight back to inters. Um, and then eventually full wets. Uh, so you had to be out first this time uh, rather yep. than being out on the right tyre in the middle of the session. It's like Max got out first. Uh, in the best conditions and then just put in a stonking lap as well and uh magnuson you know to his credit out at the right time put in a lap for p2 ended up starting p5 but um hulkenberg not Magnussen. sorry the the other harsh driver i get them confused (laughs) maybe it's a bit to to, to your credit not that we want to uh discredit magnuson more than we need to Mm. but another showing where hulkenberg you know, getting yeah. in there and getting on the ball, um, and and taking advantage of, of a snare, and as you say, getting in there just at the right time, yep. um, and still had to put a lap together in a car that you know others had laps, but mm. you would say that that Haas isn't necessarily one of the, the best runners out there, but um, yep. it has its moments, yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, obviously had the three place grid penalty for yes, uh, not slowing under the red flag. Uh, I didn't actually see 
how fast he was going, but I know he. You know, we can go into that. Let's pause. We can. We can. Oh yeah. Okay. 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 A little list. I'm sensing. I'm sensing a. I'm sensing a jingle coming on soon. No, just something. Yeah. Yeah. The jingle. The intro. Chat jingle. Yeah. Perfect. All right. We'll. We'll. We'll leave that for a bit. But um. I guess. I mean, the the only other point I had, particularly in the podium, was. Alonso's back on the podium you know we I was talking last week about you know he really struggled and is it going to be a circuit related thing or is that acid falling behind a little bit uh no there was just just a wrong setup for that weekend he, well, he we just should shown, mention as well that yeah. we in our preview we were saying we don't think anyone's bringing a big upgrade but they and then did come the day yes. after everyone was like oh Aston I don't know if it was planned I didn't see mm. it or maybe it was just a little uncertain they hadn't said much but yeah, apparently they had a sizable upgrade here. I think they said on the Williams as well they have an upgrade for one of the cars. Yes. Um, for Albon, while Logan has to wait a few races for it. He has it. to wait till um, Silverstone, I think. Yeah. Yes, so. yes. Um, and I think they said the Alpine had a smaller upgrade as well, if I recall. I think mm. those are the bigger three. Yep. Um, so it was going to be interesting going to the race because, of course, we saw both the Aston maybe fall back a bit, but that may mm. have just been because of the jump for the Mercedes. Yeah. Um, mm. And this track here, we thought, could be a bit better for the Aston, but still should be all right for the Mercedes as well. So yep. not necessarily, you know, one dominant for the other. Um, and yeah, so we were actually treated to, to, to a really good, really good race. It was um, really you know, good, we had yeah. Max, Max was building a bit of a lead, but the guys behind, even though they were fighting, squabbling, kind of pulling gaps and, you know, doing a little bit of corner cutting and, you know, brake management, all sorts here and there. Mm. Um, particularly, you know, seeing... You know, watching Alonso and Hamilton fight, it was almost cool to still step back and look. Even even ten years ago here, yep. where um, if you look for 2013, um, it was Alonso and Hamilton on the podium with with Vettel, mm. right? For for Red Bull, um, mm. it's kind of flashbacks to that era of them having a good fight. Um, and we never, I, I don't think we got to see the true picture here. I mean, we did have kind of a safety car that bunched everything back, and the Red Bull had a bit of a lead, mm. but I I don't think it would be hard to argue that Fernando was held up a fair bit through that earlier stint. Because yeah. um, he was behind Hamilton for most of it, he was managing a few things. When he got in front of him for a little bit, he did pull a gap quite quickly. Mm. That gap then kind of stalled. But as we mentioned, Alonso over the radio seemed to be handling some lift and coast kind of thing, yep. which will cut your speed quite a lot. And even then, he wasn't losing that much to Max. And sure, he could go well. Maybe Max was managing something, but mm. then in other races where everyone's managing everything, he still pulls a bit ahead. Yep. So. It's hard to say if Alonso just started behind him and kept behind him and he didn't have the issues all the way through, he could he could have been pretty close, you know? Yeah. Um, so, but it's still nice to have have that fight. I'm not saying like, oh, Mercedes, get out the way. Let <laughs> us have the fight for the win, right? Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was nice to have that fight and nice to, as you say, have George pushing, make a mistake. Mm. Um, you know, it was a shame to see, but as I say, it showed that they were really pushing out there. And as you say, Alonso tapped the wall up three or four or something. And I don't know how he didn't get damaged the... there. I, I know, it was such a hefty lucky. hit. Those cars this year have been made of yeah. <laughs> something else. It's, it's weird. <laughs> That's why there's all this weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have like big hits like that that do nothing. And then you have like yes. like ha- like half the you know, the hit that someone survived. And then like, oh, I just got broken suspension. And it's yes. just like, but why? It was the same yes, hit, yes. just softer. But it, yep. it's, it's funny. weird. It's funny it yeah. So yeah. Uh, I guess, I mean, you were talking about uh, the Mercedes. I, I wanted to mention Mercedes because it feels like, again, I know you say that, you know, Alonso was managing quite a bit and Hamilton did get the jump on him, which probably held up Alonso a bit. I still think that Aston is faster than the Mercedes. But given yes, where yes. Mercedes were um, with this, I mean, before their change of car design, since then yes. they have been 
rapidly closing in on Aston, like rapidly. Yeah. We're not. We're it's not a even proper half P2 battle for the constructors. Season. Yeah, hundred percent. It's, it's a you couldn't call it right now. It's mm. it's fifty fifty. It's yep. very hard, especially to call with it, Stroll so. not. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's that, I, that's going to decide it, isn't yep. it? We were, we were saying yep. it, it, this could be Stroll's doomsday if a fight like this comes mm. up, where Alonso can pull them ahead so much, but. If Mercedes are right there or constantly getting, you know, three four three four behind him, yep. and Stroll's not there as well, um, that's quickly, that's very quickly going to add up. And the difference between P two or P three, even for Aston in a vacuum for their previous years, you could go, well, that's a big win. Yep. But yeah, if they lose a, a, a almost guaranteed P two because of Stroll's shortfall, that's going to look bad. Right? Yeah, so. yeah, I think it's it, we talk about how Stroll's basically got his seat confirmed for every year because his dad owns the the team i think uh, next year is going to be the first year that he if he doesn't perform for the rest of this year i think he could be out i think there is a very real chance of it um this time around i think he as we said last week he really needs to start performing um very very quickly because if he doesn't oh boy uh, some heads it's could big roll. Ramifications. Yes. It's, yeah, it's big. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, like I said, Russell was was still very quick despite that crash. I think it was one of one of the things I really liked during that mid period of the race was watching him really fight back through the field as well. I think um, again, just shows how how quick that Mercedes can be. M- Mercedes have traditionally not been very good in traffic, and I think um, Russell showed that they can be quick through the yes. traffic this time so with this car so i think that's yep, that's yep. really good for, for them fighting through the field and i think he did it a lot better than perez did so um yeah i think uh mercedes have got a if they can get an even stronger car they they almost have a guaranteed p2 i think um if yes. they can if they can keep closing in on aston uh to such a degree that they are so um anything else on that or have me to move on to another point no, 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 that's that's, cool. that's fine. Beauty. Uh, I had <laughs> I had this note, which is Ferrari make a good race strategy call. Yes. Question mark. Shock horror. Yes. I couldn't credit believe where it. Credit is due. Yeah. Yep. Even at the time, if we thought, uh oh, this is wrong. Yep. Hey, so- sometimes someone just gets a bright idea and it works out. And as I say, credit where credit is. I due. Uh, I remember messaging you because I was watched like live, basically live tweeting it to your message, and I was like. When everyone came in for the pit stops under the safety car, um, everyone went on, to, you know, all the medium runners at the front came in for the hards, and I saw the two Ferraris. Oh, they haven't pitted. Oh, this is a mistake. This is the Ferrari clown team again doing their clown things. And yep. uh, yeah, it turned out not to be the case. It turned out to be absolutely the right call because the one stop just seemed to be faster, as I said earlier. Yes. Um, and they got a good haul of points considering where they started, like, you yes. know, P10, P11, I think it was, or P9, P10, something like that. P10, 11, yeah. 10, 11, yeah. So, um, and then they got P45, right? Yes, that is 4, correct. 5, correct. Yep. I have a good memory. It's a few days ago now. <laughs> so, <laughs> try to remember. But um, Very good job. Yeah, and considering they didn't even get that uh, advantage pitting under the safety car as well. Like, you know, a lot of, lot of drivers... Um, you know, they, they got pinning under that safety car. You save, they yep. always talk about you, they save lots of time. They didn't even do that, and they still managed to gain that much. I think that one stop was was very, very quick. Um, 
but uh, you know, we I guess we won't know really how quick seeing is pretty much every other driver did a two stop, mainly reacting to drivers around yes. them, which I guess is just the that's just the sport. The other thing was on their even on their pace on those worn tires, and it was notable that on their pace in free practice too, their long run pace looked almost the best of the field. Everyone was saying it looks actually very, very strong which, if they can put it together. Which was weird. I well I mean I guess maybe it's not weird. Maybe it's not well, they weird. They did have their big upgrade, which they might not, we mm. thought they might not have fully understood yet in Spain. So it could still be there's potential that we don't know about. Um, yeah, I was they th- just need to actually start near the front to yeah. kind of show what they can do with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it would help. Signs needs to. Boy, those blocking inc- incidents he had were. Yeah. Boy, they were something. They need. They need to stop. Stop doing that. Stop doing stuff like that. That'd be nice. Um, but I was like, it does. I think it does. I think it does kind of make sense that they had a, a really good race pace. Like you say, the, it was not so... A lot of their issues have been their tyre degradation, and this was not that hard on the tyres. So maybe yeah. they were just able, during long runs, they're able to, to keep that tyre in the right window, whereas other drivers maybe were losing the tyres or, or lo- yes. losing the tyre temperature. Yes. Um, but they were able to keep it in the window just because they work the tyres harder. So yep. maybe it did just sort of work out this weekend. Um it could have been obviously a lot better if they'd started a bit higher, as you say, but uh, could have, would have, should have. So it seems to be a Ferrari thing these days. Yep. Just the catchphrase of Ferrari, could have, would have, should have. Yes. Anyway. Uh, and then the the very last point I had was just the general midfield scrap. I think there's kind of a few few things you could talk about there. Um, the, the Haas race pace still shite. Uh, it's, it, they're, they're still as expected. I just don't. I don't know, man. They just don't I mean, seem it to. It seemed okay, but especially Hulk's start wasn't wasn't that great. Unfortunately, I mean, yep. he got we're going to he did get demoted, and then his start wasn't great, so he got swallowed up. Mm. Um, and then it just seemed, yeah, there was you had to find an edge in in your strategy or something. They kind of went mm. with the crowd, and then you know the crowd got ahead of them. I mean, one of them that did get ahead of him, we should say, continuing on for giving credit where credit is due. Yes, that was my second point. Yeah. Yes, is, um, again, same as last week, I kind of looked, I went, oh, another Alfa Romeo got a point. I didn't even realise. Yep. <laughs> so, yep, yep. Uh, and this time for, for Bottas. So, mm. again, credit where credit's due in a time where we've said, oh, you know, Zhao Guan Yu seems to be considerably quicker than him. Um, i got to stop talking, man. I just jinx everything at this point. No, <laughs> I mean, it's what everyone okay. would say. It's not just you, but um, credit where it's due, yes, he, he did pick up a point there as well. Um. Hmm. And the others were kind of maybe where you expected them. So, um, you know, yep. not, 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 not much else going on there. And then well, uh, album, we album P7, you know, that was pretty good. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. My chart I'm looking at has, is, is, uh, has something listed wrong there. So as, yeah. as expected, album P7. I totally missed that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, he, he put up a, like he was, he was kind of, he had an album train behind him for the last places, but he managed to fight it off. Like really. He also did the one yeah. stop. He oh did he do a one stop? Yes, oh. I believe he was the only one to the one stop, and people thought he'd get soiled up, and yet he used the strength of that Williams, the rocket ship off, and he yep. managed to just pull ahead of even everyone mm. DRS behind him. Yep, and um, he managed to, to stay ahead of them. So, yeah, it was um, very very good racing. Yeah, it was very good. Yeah. Um, the 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 last point I had for the midfield scrap was the fact that McLaren they had probably a little bit more fights, like there was there was some like actual battling like they were able to do some overtakes and yeah. fight with cars ahead of them ultimately it still ended up in no points after the uh mclaren penalty is this also going to be part of your uh your this the segment that we're going into or yes, we can discuss a little cool all right 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's just move into that. I don't know. Unless you want to talk about anything else in the, the midfield. No, I mean, I thought it was interesting. The, the DeVries Magnuson battle looked a bit kind of all over the place. How are you doing? I mean, yep, afterwards, yep. Magnuson <laughs> kind of said, look, it is what it is. I mean, it mm. wasn't really for points anyway, but he didn't seem to be too hard done by it. He was almost just mm. like, it's just hard racing. He was on the inside, yeah. you know, they had some. It was surprising because you almost expected Manderson to maybe come out and go, oh, that was a farce. But he see- he seemed to go, it's just a fight. We're just fighting it. It's whatever. Yeah, so I guess. I feel like he could have been a bit more aggrieved than that. That's the that thing. Was, yeah, yeah, he could have been. But he yeah. just seemed to... Fair but, play. As I say, if it was for maybe P7, P8, well, then 100%. But yep. yeah, it wasn't. So maybe he and the uh, and the stewards maybe turned another eye and didn't bother intervening. Mm. <laughs> At yes, a time yeah, where maybe. if it was for maybe P1, maybe there would have been, you know, a 20-second mm. drive-through. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Yes. Did oh, someone say yes. roll the intro? Roll the roll intro. The intro. <laughs> yes. So I guess we have well we we don't even I was gonna say we have two days of call in the race, but we had dramas before call even started. If you want to call it FIA, but at this point anything that's not team drama we just call FIA drama at this point, right? It's all FIA. It's a, just blame the FIA a, anyway. A, a groundhog chewing wires, that's the FIA's fault. Oh, yeah. It's not... <laughs> Make stronger um, wires, FIA. Come on, what are you yes. doing? Yes. But FP1, we had um, basically a, a red flag that came out early on because of um, one of the Alpines, I couldn't tell you which it was first, um, had a sizable breakdown. Um, Gasly, I think. Well, both of them ended up going turkey anyway for practice. True. It was, it was yeah. not the great, greatest practice period for them. But, yeah. Um, Yes, um, one of them slowed down. They understandably red flagged it. We went okay, um, and then everything was cleaned up. And we went, mm, "What are we doing here?" The Mercedes pulled out to sit mm. in the pit lane, and then they were told, uh, "You need to head back in." They're like, "Oh, mm. okay. Uh, why?" And then they said, uh, "We've got an issue with the local CCTV cameras. Something isn't working. We can't get our right footage for for stewarding for internal for for like the, the cameras used for security and everything, safety and all sorts of that jazz." Right? Very stuff that you need um mm-hmm. and they just said we can't really get it up so we said okay we'll just we'll just wait around and sit and see what happens and then after about half an hour of jabbering and yabbering they're like we got we, we got a can it um, yep yep <laughs> so fortunately they said right because we had to can it let's add in i think it was like half hour extra at the half start hour, of yep. fb2 which is both good because i mean it was nice because we then we got still a nice session sitting from home but of course, all the fans were there in kind of cold, dreary weather, so it was nice that they got kind of some some more time with the cars as well. Sure. Um, so yeah, I think I think ultimately it was a good enough decision. I think, yeah, I, I know there's there's all the um, the discussion about well, we have you know the 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 TV cameras, can't you just use those? Uh, I, I think it's it's tricky because I think. Um, particularly for an FP1 session where I feel like you're probably not going to be throwing out a lot of penalties anyway. Um, if they, or, you know, if, unless there's like some severe blind spots with the TV cameras, which I find it hard to believe. I I think it's like also stuff that's like in circuit and all that. I don't know. So yeah, um, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, there was something there where if they went against protocol, like, you know, they could have gone in trouble or that. So I think they were just trying to be... Yeah, you know, okay. Just, yeah, just fair enough. not breach whatever policy it was. I'm just trying to play pretty... play devil's advocate a little of bit. Of course. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they would have explored all options because that doesn't look good to, to anyone. Yeah, exactly. Of course, yeah, social media yep. was an absolute crap storm going, mm. you know, look at... 
look at IndyCar and, and V8s and all that going on, and then you look at F1, and it's just like, what the <laughs> fuck the hell are they doing here? Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I but think yes, I think it was kind of it was good that they got the extra half hour. I think that was uh, you know particularly like you say, yeah, yes, yeah, particularly for the fans that that pay, you know. I think, you know, you think about the tickets that we had to pay to go to the Australian Grand Prix and it's like if we're expecting an FP1 session, we go there and we're just sitting there for an hour and no cars go, or cars go out for the first three minutes, there's a red yep. flag and then you're just sitting there for the next 57 minutes. You're just like, well, that was fun. I'm glad I spent like $100 on this ticket to watch nothing, three minutes of cars and then a red watch flag. Watch nothing and get wet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think it was a good decision to, to extend it, yep. particularly for the same day because, you know, people who go can stay and you know get that extended session it's not like they yes. had to push it back to the next day where maybe some people wouldn't have come back that exactly. day exactly so, yep yeah i think that was a, a really good decision and they made it really quickly yep. so which is un fa like i feel like making yes. a quick decision that was good so not necessarily one thing to call them out for as i say yeah but, um yes then we got into quali and we had we had four drivers that had penalties but only for two different reasons mm-hmm. um one was for Hulkenberg, um, he got over the line for his lap just before the red flags came out. Um, he, in a simple sense, the penalty he got was for speeding. Um, mm-hmm. In his own words, he said that as he came through kind of T1, the sign hadn't lit up yet, so he wasn't necessarily aware that it was red flag. Um, right. He did get the alerts on your dash as you do. Mm. However, he said it was a little confusing whether he was under or over the delta for that period. Um, so he kind of just kind of cruised through it like an estimated speed for that period and that's when it flagged up to say he sped through there um uh. the, he talked to the stewards and the stewards apparently viewed it and they could say he saw where he was coming from but they also said but this is still kind of standard procedure and if you review the rule book i think this is something like if you re-familiarize yourself with the with the numbers on the dash as everyone else would have to deal with in that situation yeah then you might have been able to you know in the future you just got to figure it out like yeah. they could maybe review it if something was confusing mm. but that's what everyone's presented with right now that's the standard you know otherwise then you gotta have a caveat for everyone who's speeding on red flags if they yeah. go oh this was confusing, yeah i was confused that, that you yeah. opened the book yes. yeah yeah so exactly. they said look we can yeah. look at it but still okay. you did breach it and it's stated in this rule book here blah 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 this, mm. is, this is what it means so technically you should have known that right being a competitor so yeah that's fair enough it was a little sad to see but um as i say it, it doesn't detract from i guess the lap and you know his, his skill level in that regard anyway um mm. nice to have one of my two favorite drivers anyway still showing it up there even if yep. the other one is doing the complete opposite um, yes well <laughs> and the other three three places that we had for all other three drivers was for you know um impeding either mm-hmm. of a slower var- variety in the case of stroll it was a little strange and seemed a little bit like whether he was on a push lap or not was kind of confusing. Yeah. Um, even at a place that wasn't near the last corner. Um, but apparently they said, no, look, that was pretty slam dunk. Mm. Um, for signs, I mean, we had two pretty pretty bad instances there. And the fact he only got three people I can't believe. lucky. So. I can't believe he only got three. I cannot yes. believe he only got three. He it deserved... Was... Considering the, you know, Sonoda and Stroll both got three, the same amount uh, of positions lost And you could argue signs. that there was... Yes, mm. yes. Like science, yeah, yeah. Science should have got a lot bigger one. Like that one was particularly oh, yeah. the one in that final corner with Gasly on the flying lap, and then was it Sonoda down the inside as well? 
Um, yeah. It's like, mate, that was that was bad. That was really bad. And that th- and that was the reason Gasly didn't make it out of Q one as well. Yes. Is like yes. he absolutely killed his qualifying. And they were saying, yeah, he would have been probably P six, which I would have believed yes, looking they, at Ocon's yes, time. Yes, or even so, higher. They said yep. that he, he was on a very yeah. strong lap there that would yep. have easily made it through. So, I, um, I think th- I think three places was uh, he got off very very lightly there, signs yep. for sure. Yes, and then Sonoda got three places as well, I think, for, for, for minor blocking as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah. he was kind of further down the order, so, mm. yeah, it was, um, it was yeah. The, the Norris one, which I had to recall on... Um, yeah, that was weird. I still don't know what happened there. During the race or after the race? It was during the race, it right? It was he during the race, yes, because they applied yeah. it even during lap 70 of 70, apparently on the official timing screens, I was saying. I remember what it was now, yeah. yes. So I don't think we saw it. There may be footage there, but I've not seen it. Too slowly under the but, safety car. He was backing up uh, yes. the pack. So yes. during that period, they're all coming into the pits. He was he and um, uh, Piastri, who, by mm. the way, credit to Piastri. The fact that we're saying that he and Piastri were together several yeah. times through the season is um is is a good phrase to be saying. Yep, um, very much so. <laughs> so he he and Piastri were coming in, um, and I believe it was it would it would have had to have been Piastri ahead of him because mm. of how this played out. Yes. Um, because they were boxing line of stern and because of the fact that it was a very um, tight pit lane where, as we saw in the case of Hulkenberg, a little error, you can lose a lot of spots in there. Mm. Um, and with two close calls as well, we had for close releases in the pits, which were deemed just okay, but again, fine margins. Um, yeah. I did like Norris the theatrics was... from uh, Alonso, the steering wheel, yes. as uh, Hamilton came out. Like, oh, had to put on the brakes and nearly steered exactly. into the he's wall. Like, it's like, oh, look out, buddy. Which, of course, you're going to go for it, right? Of course, he's <laughs> yeah. going to go for it. He's a wily yeah, old, you yeah. know, he's going to try everything. That's, that's why he's as good as he is. But uh, um, it made me laugh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, sorry, go on. He, yes. No, that's so good. It was good you pointed it out. Yeah. I like that too. Um, so, yes, um, Norris tried to pull out a bit of a gap, which they often do a, a, a little bit. Um, um, but he apparently pulled out such a sizable gap that other drivers were complaining and the FIA went, no, like, it's obvious what you're doing. You're supposed to keep, you know, within X car lengths. This mm. is, yeah, we, we, we outline this one if we see, you know, pushing it too far. Yeah. So. Yeah, I didn't actually see um, it. Like, that's why I, I, I don't really have, uh, you know, any sort of comments on it because, like, I still, I didn't actually see what he was doing, whether or not I have an opinion on it. I just have to kind of take them at their word, I guess. But I know yes. a lot of people were unhappy about it, but... Yeah, Norris yeah. tried to come back. I think she was mm. saying, "Well, I only box relay anyway," and I mm. kind of you can kind of slow down to be like under your over your delta, or like you know it doesn't have to be bang on. You can kind of like mesh it back and forth just mm. as long as you're being relatively safe. Um, but apparently, yeah, they saw a, a big enough sudden gap. They went, "No, we can tell what you're trying to do here." You know, it's it's a thing again that it's hard to police um, in a way. Yeah, it's like, a strict. You know, you can say you know x seconds between them within y seconds of time right um but i i imagine they just want to discourage it they've often tried to discourage it when they see anything like this yeah. done in any big capacity right you often see it in a, in a smaller capacity or sometimes teams being cheeky like if you've got you know i think we've had a case with like two mercedes out in front and max behind and maybe they tried to back up a tiny bit between them but yeah you can get away with a tiny bit of it but apparently this was pretty clear cut where it okay. was quite big and everyone behind was on the radio going what it's obvious what he's doing right yeah so, gotcha okay um yeah but yeah. yeah so uh, i, I, I th- need to see on board myself but from what i've read 
people say, you know, Norris said this and that, but seeing the onboard, it kind mm. of makes sense. So I'm just like, okay, if that's yeah. what people are seeing. Then yeah, then, okay, then, yeah. fair enough. It, 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 unfortunately, that did drop him out. Of the, he was in running in the points as well. I know he yes. was he was scrapping very, very hard at the end to try and get as far ahead as he can to, to mitigate the five seconds. But yeah, just couldn't yep. couldn't quite do it, unfortunately. But yep. uh, the only other thing I wanted to talk about with uh, the, the FIA stuff is, I guess, the turn two barrier we could talk about very just, slightly. Yep, yeah, okay. Yep. Uh, well, if you've got if you've got notes on it, then please go ahead. Uh, no, I was just yeah. gonna say that I'm um, traditionally after T1 because you kind of go into a left hander and then a hairpin, mm. and that kind of means that the exit to T1 almost shoots off onto in like being on the what do you call it like a T bone the perpendicular yeah T3 perpendicular there you go yes um, so. Although it's not necessarily been a big issue, it can mean that sometimes drivers will, going side by side through there, just jump out the way to almost take a free gimme. Mm. Um, And theoretically, cars either coming, I guess, out of T2, maybe spinning the reason, flying to the right, or or cars firing off at turn one that might go down that area, could theoretically result in a big accident. So... Mm -hmm. They basically made a wall that came down, you know, past T1 on the right side, and then as kind of the road that you come up against perpendicular against comes up the the wall instead curved around and kind of came back down almost to where you know t2 kind of ends and what mm. that meant was if you fire off from t1 you either had to do like a mini u-turn and still join like back onto the the track like they drivers the start of drivers t2. didn't want to drive over the grass that's why yes they were doing or you that, had yeah. to go to the grass yeah. and then still join halfway through and almost yeah. run off the other side because it's such a tight angle and you've been bumping around yeah. and everything yeah um, and your tires are all dirty so coming back onto the track and you're sort of sliding yes. wide into the drivers coming out of t2 anyway or coming yes. out of the pit and it was strange because yeah. in almost all other corners they'd set up you know the bollards where if you run out you have to go left and rejoin yep. safely and we saw so many examples where that was working brilliantly and then you looked at t on you went well what the hell is this it's like you've done all these others that are actually yeah. working really well we saw so many times in the race even where someone went off and had to go around the bollard and they like lost like about you know like a place or a few cars worth mm. every time and it's like that's how it should be yep. if you're gonna go off because you're conceding it right then you rejoin safely and there's a bit of a, a hurt for it right so you don't get off scot-free like in you know turn one at spain which mm. we talked about last time out right and yet here it was just like what are we doing here? And some cars went off, and as you say, they, they turned back around, or they went the, over the grass. Literally going the towards side. the incoming traffic yes. to get back onto the tracks. Yes. Like, how is this better than T-boning some, potentially T-boning yes. someone? Like, I think yes. the idea behind it, like the thought process behind it is like, okay, they've obviously thought about, you know, they've had some kind of safety meeting before the race, and they're like, okay, what about, you know, they're doing this, like, risk assessment thing, and this has popped up. And it's a pretty shit risk assessment, if you think about yes. it, because... Uh, you know, you're supposed to think about, you know, okay, well, what is drivers going to do if you put a big barrier here? Like, yeah, great. This barrier is going to stop if someone goes on, particularly in the wet or something, they lock up the tires, yes. can't stop the car, T-burning another car coming out of turn two. That's awful, right? We don't want to see that. Uh, this stops that. But then you have to think about, okay, so what are drivers going to want to do now that this is here and you can't go through there? Yes. And you just think about it, like two in seconds. In a battle when they're trying to minimize their mm-hmm. loss. Yes. yes yeah. Yeah, that, uh, it's like well, it's not even clear what the the default is. Like even yes. if you have some intended path, but someone chooses a quicker option that's more dangerous. But it's like, what was the default path yep. here? Was it to go over to the grass? Was it to do a one eighty and go back where you came and turn right back onto? You mm-hmm. know, it was like, huh? Yep. So they tried to compromise. They pulled the wall back immediately to where you 
almost had a car's width of tarmac, <laughs> but even then, you kind of were always going to take one wheel on it anyway. Yeah. So it was almost just like a half-assed kind of. As I said, it was when they did all the other kind of corners and did it really well. This was just that it was strange. It was like, yeah. what's the intention here? No mm-hmm. one seems to, to know. It's almost like you make a change like this, sure. So what's the intention then? Wow, well, you figure it out. Your drivers. It's like what? Classic. So, it's been so long since we've had a go at the FIA. It's so it's so nice yeah. to bask in the glory of the FIA shittery. This was not great. It was no, it was not great. But uh, yeah, I mean that's that's all the notes that I had. I don't know if there's anything yeah. else you want to talk about before we get too heated. <laughs> no, 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 we'll leave it there. <laughs> leave it there. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 a the season's really heating up um max will win every single race from now on uh but that p2 (laughs) battle p2 battle is getting very close alonso is very quickly closing in on perez i think it won't be long before he overtakes perez um whether or not uh, hamilton can come in and take perez as well i think those two teams and those two drivers at the moment hamilton's found his mojo again it feels like uh and it's going to be exciting to see you know, a, a Max Alonso Hamilton battle. You know, these are three world mm-hmm. champions, all basically at the top of their game at the moment, uh, and that's that's exciting uh, going into the into the European uh, part of the season as well. Which, yep. uh, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be back for that. It's in about a well, back in about a week, I guess, to to do our preview for what's the next one? Austria, Austria, it's Austria. Yeah, yeah, that'll be the first one. So, um, if you're watching on YouTube, like I said. Remember to leave a comment if you want us to talk about anything during mid-season, or if you just want to say hey, uh, give us a thumbs up. If you're listening hey. on Spotify, <laughs> thanks, man. Give us a thumbs up um, on Spotify. Uh, you can I, I, on Spotify. You can leave comments. Feel free to leave a comment under this one as well. Let us know what you thought of the race um, and any questions for for the mid-season podcast as well. But uh, until our Austria preview, thanks for listening and uh, take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Ciao.